Welcome to episode three of the Startup Scientist podcast. I'm your host, Dan Quintana from the University of Oslo, and I'm here to talk about navigating and building your scientific career using a startup framework through five-minute mini-casts. If you're not sure what a startup framework is, I'd recommend you check out some of the earlier episodes of the Startup Scientist where I introduce what the podcast is all about. As for today's minicast, I'm going to be covering your online presence, what it is, why it's important, and how you do it. Now, the reality is that people are already talking about your research online, so you can't afford to miss the chance to be a part of those conversations. Here's a good test. What do people find when they Google your name? Do they find that science prize that you won in high school? I know for me, I share my name with an opera singer and an artist, so I need to put a little bit more effort in as to what I have online. A study a few years ago found that up to 30% of academics can't be found online. Now, this is a huge number in 2016 when you really think about it. Now, I really want to emphasize that this isn't about self-promotion, about putting yourself out there. It's about making your work known and making it easier for people to find what you've done. Here's a great example. Some papers can be hard to access, especially if your institution doesn't have a subscription to the journal that you need. There were two papers that I wanted to find on a topic. Academic A had set up her own website where she had posted preprints of all of her papers. As well as finding the paper I was after, I also saw her CV and noticed other interesting papers for which she had also posted the preprints. Because of this, I've ended up citing three of her papers and will probably cite her again in the future. Academic B, on the other hand, only has a page on the institution's site, which looks like it hasn't been updated in a few years. I can't find any of his work anywhere, so I haven't ended up citing him and won't go back to him in the future. So you can see there's a big difference here. The way that Google Scholar also works is that it indexes preprints that you may have posted on your own website or other websites like ResearchGate, which make it really easy to access papers. If people are having a hard time to find and access your papers, they're going to give up and they're going to find something else. People need to be able to find your outputs online. This not only opens the door to other researchers finding your work, but also helps journalists and potential industry partners find you if that suits your research. I know a few of my recent collaborations have actually arisen from either the web, people simply just googled heart rate variability, which is one of my research areas, or they found me on Twitter. This stuff works. I would recommend getting your domain name. I have a relatively common name, well, at least within Latin America, so danielquintana.com was taken a number of years ago, but I got something close dsquintana.com about five years ago. If I had waited until now, this domain could have been taken. So you've got to be quick, especially if you have a relatively common name. At a minimum, you should also be setting up a Twitter account and an account either with ResearchGate or academia.edu. Some people see these sites as Facebook for academics. Other options include setting up a fan page on Facebook. Now, this tends to suit more science outreach, which is also important, rather than communication with other scientists. There is a big trade-off between flexibility and ease of use when it comes to having a website. You can either put together your own website and have it exactly like you want it, 
but unless you have the skill set, this is pretty hard. You could also use a template web, uh, website like WordPress, Squarespace, or Tumblr. You want a bit more flexibility, but a little bit more work is involved. Finally, you can also rely on an institutional web page, but there's almost no flexibility here. I would actually recommend the middle ground. Something like Tumblr or WordPress are free, uh, or you can use something which is almost free, like Squarespace, which isn't too expensive. With these sites, you can have a place for a blog where you can share your research, a list of your publications, as well as your CV. Now here's a really good tip. You can actually set up alerts through academia.edu that someone has searched for you and found your profile. Not only can you see what they searched for, but you can actually see the city from where the search originated. I know there's been a few times where the search city happens to be the same city of the editor where their institution is. So it's clear that the editor has seen my manuscript, she's thought, what else has this guy done, and gone for a quick search. If I had had no web presence, she may conclude I don't have much of a track record at all. So it's great that I've had that online so people can actually find it. I would also consider a LinkedIn account, because many academics actually prefer to contact others through this. Now it's really important to note that this shouldn't take up too much of your time. Curating your social media feed is usually what, usually what some people call a false hustle. Although it feels like or looks like you're doing a lot of work, you're not really doing anything of value. Don't let the fact that you're getting some value out of doing this mask the potential time it's taken to be doing other things of more value. You only have so much time to direct your focus, so make sure it's, a, it's on stuff that actually matters. One trick is to focus almost all your time on one medium, say your blog or your Twitter account, but still setting up the bare minimum on other platforms, which include links to your most active account. I know a few people that do this, and this is something which I largely do, focusing most on Twitter and my blog and uh, directing everything to these other sites. That's all the time we have for today's episode. You're enjoying the Startup Scientist mini-casts. Make sure you spread the word via Twitter. The podcast's account is TSS underscore podcast. Or also like us on Facebook so you don't miss any future episodes. Bye for now.